Hi, I'm Timon Phillips, and welcome to the Fable and Build podcast. This podcast was created to answer the questions we get every day, like who is Fable and Build? And what can I expect as a great customer experience? We also created this podcast to give you a behind the scenes look at how we deliver the Fable and Build experience from the perspective of the customers, our employees, and the owners. If you like our podcast, be sure to follow on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date with all our content. If you would like to learn more about who Fabian Build is, check out our website at fablembuilt.com. Thanks for taking the time to come hang with us. Let's start the show. Fabian Build family, welcome to another episode of the Fabian Build podcast. I'm Timon Phillips. I'm Casey Fabling. And I am Steve Rosenberg. Steve Rosenberg, man. I've heard your name so many times. <laughs> I promise you, man. I, I, uh, I, I hear that a lot. People tell me like, it's that odd silence after they say that. I'm like, is that a good thing no, or is that a bad thing? It's great, man. Uh, Casey references you a lot. So it's, it's really great to, you know, that I got the chance to come to town and meet you in person. Absolutely, man. I'm glad, glad to meet you and uh, have Casey here and, you know, at this amazing event and getting to know everyone and uh, helping everyone take themselves and their businesses to the next level. Yeah. I can't wait. So this is, um, this has been a long time in the making. Yeah. Um, and in October, you had your last mastermind, which was uh, in Fort Lauderdale. Yes. And I remember at the end of it, you were like, if we're going to do this again, we're going to do it different. Yeah. Like that was uh, like 10 o'clock in the morning. The last morning you were running the camera, you were running the projection, you were running wow. everything. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you were on, I think your third uh, bang energy drink by 10 a.m. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I- I've learned that the-, the biggest, you know, aha moments in life come when you're just figuring it out. Oh yeah. You know, like in, in, in business or anything, sports, any, anything you want to call it. It's like, as you're evolving as, as a person, as a entrepreneur, um, you know, you don't learn when it's scripted, you learn when you figure it out. And, and you've seen me over the last year of, of me figuring it out. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer that, uh, you just got to figure it out. You know, you figure it out on the fly, get it on the highway, fix it as you go and, and keep on rolling. You, you gave me a front row seat to that. <laughs> yeah, I have. I think, and, and there were, there were moments, I, I, I can remember at least two or three distinct moments where you're like, we were in the middle of a different conversation and you were just like, ask me a question. And I was like, there's, it seems to be deeper to that. And you're like, I'm just thinking about something. And then yeah. like two weeks later, I see what you were thinking about. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I, I think that, uh, you know, look, as, as people, as entrepreneurs, I think we're all on a journey. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that journey it's, it, I think of it, the only way I could equate it is, is kind of like, you know, sharks swimming in the ocean. You know, mm-hmm. they don't go to a destination. They're on a journey. Right. I think as, as people, especially as entrepreneurs, we don't go to a destination. We're on a journey. Right. Even if you sell your business, that's just the next stage of, you know, it's kind of like a rocket going to the moon. You know, it's just, it's the next stage it, it, the afterburners kicking in and you're, you know, you're shedding that rocket and you're going to the next one. And I think that a lot of us, we think that we're on a destination, but we're not. Right. And, uh, you know, I've learned that it's, it's the ride. It's, it's kind of enjoying the ride and the unsurety of all of that is, is what kind of is the thrill of the hunt, I think, for entrepreneurs. Did you ever have to, I didn't even cut you off. I saw you were going no, for go ahead. Did you ever have to go through the process of understanding that and then had an awakening and then you were able to just get into it? Or did you always know that I'm just going to, you know, put, put my hands into everything and, and. No, you know, it's funny. Um, you know, they, I, I've always learned, I think I learned this from, you know, from Tony Robbins first was, you know, people do what they have to do, not what they should do. And what I mean by that is, you know, my entrepreneur journey started when 
you know, after 9-11 when I had a safe, secure job as an airline pilot and that safe, secure job got basically ripped away and I was given a furlough notice two days after the towers fell of 9-11. And all of a sudden my should get involved in investing was a you better do something or you're not going right. to pay your bills uh, model. Right. So I, I would say that I never thought I would be an entrepreneur. It was never my plan. It was never the strategy. It wasn't like I woke up and it's like, I want to build businesses. I evolved into that person. And, and I'm a big believer that, you know, we're, we're constantly morphing into different people. And the person that I started off on, you know, Jan, uh, September 13th, 2001, when I got my furlough notice, you know, 20 plus years later, I'm a different person mentally. Like I've changed and I've evolved many, many sheds of skin, um, good and bad, uh, many unknown, many uncertainties that, you know, they don't give you a manual that says, Hey Steve, after you lose your job as an airline pilot, here's how you become an mm -hmm. entrepreneur. Here's how you build a multi-million dollar business. Here's how you sell that business. That doesn't exist. So you got to figure it out on the way. Right. Well, going back to the analogy of the rockets, uh, you, you think about that first booster that gets you up to that certain level, then you cast that off, you let it go and you, you let it, you know, and then it's a new vehicle getting you up there. And, and, and there's one of the things that I've watched you do and I've had to do in the last year is let go of things that are reliable or necessary at the time. And, but you're letting go of them because they don't serve you anymore, or you have to do something different now. Well, you know, I, I say this a lot uh, and I, I reference back to when I sold my property management company that mm -hmm. was very successful. We were doing very well. And it, to me, it was time. It was a time in my life that I felt it was time for me to exit that business. Right. And a lot of people asked me after they said, you know, Steve, why, why did you sell the business? It was doing well financially. It was making money. You finally figured a lot of things out. And I was like, you know what? Life is like a book. Uh, not like a book. Life is a book, in my opinion. And books are made up of chapters. Chapters are made up of pages. So when we were in high school, that was a chapter of our life. Right. right? Our 20s were a chapter. Our 30s. College. Whatever. Whatever. The, their chapters begin and chapters end. And so to me, when I built that business, me and my business partner, when we built it together, and it was time to sell, to me, the chapter was done. Right. It was time to close the chapter. As a parent. Yeah. It was, to me, it was time to move on. Right. And so it doesn't mean that a chapter has to be dramatically, you know, this whole, you know, crescendo and this, you know, crash. A chapter can end because it's just time to end the chapter. And, right. and you know, I've learned to take that knowledge, take that experience, work with people like yourself, help people explode their businesses to get to the next level. And I use my knowledge because of the past chapters. I think sometimes people carry bad parts of their lives, bad chapters, they carry those forward they don't look at going, okay, you know what? That was a lesson there. You right. Know? And look, I, we've all been in bad situations that we don't go, well, right. this is a good lesson I'm learning. It's Absolutely. not that easy. No. And you, there's a lot of times you find yourself in a situation or, I mean, I've been in situations in the last few months that I got into them as good situations. Mm -hmm. They just weren't serving me anymore. And I wasn't serving them anymore. And we had to move on. Yeah. And, and you know, it doesn't mean it was bad. It just wasn't the right fit anymore. Absolutely. One of the, one of the best lessons I've learned from very successful coaches and mentors was the way to be successful is to say no, which seems counterintuitive to what we, what we think. We think I want to be successful. I'm the yes man. I'm going to say yes to everything. But the reality is, is if you are saying yes to everything, you're actually saying no to the most important one thing right. that you should be doing. So, so being successful is actually having focus and saying no, not saying yes. Mm. 
So I, I, I want to go back to the moment that I met you and in Miami a year ago, Tom Reber, friend of mine, friend of ours yeah. uh, was introducing and something came up in that conversation that really connected. So you, you just said, you know, there's, 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 yes, there's things that say you say yes to, and there's, and there's purposes. What I've been learning and the people I've been coming around are people who have a similar core value mm-hmm. of family of, of, of core. Um, you know, we make decisions because of this way and that, right. that influences all the decisions we make. And it was, you brought up the situ- the, the, the lesson of your son and, and yeah. him coming to you and you being able to work with him and support him and talking about the relationship you've been able to build with him and share the journey with him. Yeah. It, you know, it, and what's interesting, you know, so my son, he bought his first rental property at 14 years old and, uh, you know, he learned a lot of values of business. Uh, going back to, to the conversation with Tom and other people, what I've learned is, you know, the, the people that we start with, the, the employees, the team members, the friends we hang around with, all the people that's around us, they will not be the people you finish with. That's the reality. Right. I mean, we've all gone through people. You know, they say a reason, a season, a lifetime. And and that there's a lot of truth to that. And, you know, there's a great book, uh, a guy, a gentleman named Marshall Goldsmith wrote, uh, what got you here will not get you there. And so a lot of times, whatever got us to this level, you know, Ed Milet talks about our internal thermostat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if he created that or, you know, but, but we all have a buoyancy level that we're comfortable with, you mm-hmm. know, whether it's how much we weigh, how much we make, how much we're comfortable with, with our families, whatever that is, we have a, we have a level that we're happy with and we're willing right. to accept. The only time you're going to grow is by going out of that. And that means getting around other people, being associated with people. You're at this mastermind. There's people right. that are more successful, people less successful, but there's a whole mixture. But the reality is, is success is not determined by the amount of zeros in the bank or the amount of businesses that they own. You know, everybody has a different definition of success. I know people that are broke, dead broke in other countries, and they're the happiest people in the world. By definition, I would say they're successful. Exactly. So yeah. it's, it's, you know what I mean? So I know other people that are, are filthy rich and they're miserable. Is that success? And so it depends right. who you're around, you know? So there's a, there's a, there's a, a clear delineation between what you want, what you get and what success is. There's, um, there's a definition of the word integrity that I heard recently that finally clicked everything. And it's this idea that your life is integrated. You know, people like to say that, you know, you've got to have a balanced life and all that. And that's not something that's ever made sense to me. You know, I, I, I have a couple things that I'm pursuing at an, a level bordering obsession. Uh, I'm sometimes on the other side of that border of obsession, (laughs) you know, and then everything else is like, I just don't care about that. I'm not really interested, but it's, it's still hanging on to that core value of your family. But let me ask you this Go ahead. is in your determination of obsession, you almost say it like it's a bad thing. I don't look at it as a bad thing. I don't look as a bad thing. That's usually when I'm literally ignoring everything else around me, except for the thing that I'm pursuing you and I had a conversation about six weeks ago where I said, you know, I was, um, I, we, it was a coaching call. And I said, I feel like I'm standing with one foot in chaos and one foot in, in control. And, 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 um, and I'm trying to balance that. And you just said, why don't you just 
take both, take your foot off control and just jump into chaos. See what, see what happens. Why is it a bad thing? How bad is it going to be? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people put that definition and we, you know, again, you talk about balance. I am not, like you said, and you know this about me, I'm not a believer of balance. I don't think that exists. If I said the three balances that I talk about are the three portions that you should focus on in life. I always say health, wealth, and relationship. Okay. So I'm, I'm an airline pilot, right? I fly a Boeing 777 aircraft. It holds 380 people, 700,000 pounds of metal. If I'm landing this aircraft, would you want me balancing and focusing on talking to my wife no. or juggling? Please, please or, don't text your wife right, right. now. You, you, you'd be like, hey, land the plane. I'm glad you said that because I didn't really understand what you what, what that thought process is, but it's like zeroing in on whatever it is that you're trying to focus yeah. on. Yeah, and so I, I think that, that being focused and intentional in the moment. And then when you're done, pivot. And so it's kind of like right. a boat, right? You know, that you tack, you tack, you, you know, to, to get where you need to go. When you're doing something, you need to have all of your focus. You, you know, any professional athlete, they would laugh at the word of balance. It doesn't exist. Right. I mean, it just, it's, it's not, it's not even relevant. If you're doing something that requires all of your attention, they're going to go, Timon, you're not really balanced today. Like you should be like, (laughs) you know, you're doing this, but you're not doing that. It's like, you know what? There's a time and there's a place for everything. And I think that a lot of people use that word balance as a lazy excuse to not focus on what they need to do. So they use that as a reason not to do the important things. It's the things they don't want to do. Right. Right. That's my opinion. I could be way off, but that's my perspective. Well, and I find, I find that uh, the more I focus on what I have defined as health, wealth, and relationship, I find more people like me on that journey. Exactly. And that's been the most, I will say that is the most surprising thing over like the last six months because I, I, I took a big break from certain things. Like I, I remember going back and just cleaning out all my Facebook and Instagram and just say, you know what, I, I just, I don't. I want to take a change to where I'm not looking back at at stories from college or anything. Like I really want to limit my focus on what I'm putting my attention on because that's I'm limited there. So the more I focus on those things though, the more I find instead of sitting back saying, well, I can't find anybody like me or has similar ideas or mindset or passion. The more I focus those things, the more I find people like who who are like-minded. I'll give you an example. So Timon, let me ask you this. So you've been working, how long have you been working with KC for? Three years. Three years. Have you noticed the change in him in the last, we'll say the last 12 months? Absolutely. I can, I can think of like three distinctive changes. Now, him. let me ask you this. Has that changed you? Yeah. It's made you yeah. think differently, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. It's that, it's, it's, and what I tell people, it's that, what if? What if Casey's right? Like, we know our norm. We know what we're comfortable with, right? Everybody likes, nobody likes change, right? Because change means we have to change. When there's change, it means that we have to self-reflect and go, you know what? Maybe what I thought wasn't right, and nobody wants to be wrong. So we kind of go, oh, Casey doesn't know what he's talking about, so I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. So all of a sudden, when you start seeing that change, and then when you start seeing success with Casey or other people, you start going, you know what? What if? What if he's right? Exactly. What if what yeah. I was thinking was wrong? And, and it's, it is very tough, I will tell you, from personal perspective, to actually admit that your beliefs, that your patterns, that your habits, all of a sudden you start going, man, what if what I was doing was wrong? Like, it, it maybe I shouldn't say wrong. It's probably not the right term, but maybe I've outgrown that person. I think, you know, like snakes shed skin. I think people shed their personalities. And I think 
if you want to get to where you are, you know, you're never staying the same. You're either growing or you're dying. It's, it's very simple. I think every morning you wake up and you have a decision. I'm either going to be better than yesterday or I'm going to be worse. And if you don't make a decision, you made a decision. You just don't realize it, but you made a decision to be worse. Right. And so I think a lot of times when, when, when people see other people and Casey's very smart at, at making sure he's surrounding himself with you and other people, it's very easy to put someone like Casey down because you're going, Casey, well, the business is doing good. We're doing well. Like, why are you going on this crazy tangent? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just got to trust the process to go, you know what? There's something here. I believe in this. And it's that one moment in your mind that you go, what if, yeah. what if Casey's right? What if he, what if he pulls it off? Yep. And that's all it takes. Yep, and I put enough trust in him. Like, if I see him start running, I'm like, I better start running too. Exactly. I'm not about to get left behind. Let's <laughs> yeah, go. exactly. And that's it, and it's interesting because there's I have a friend of mine who um I I really think he's gonna he and I've been talking a lot and and uh, he couldn't there was just no way he could be here because of prior commitments this week. Um, but I told him about October and he's like, dude, I'm so excited about this. But he he is somebody who I'm chasing in a certain aspect. He's grown his, uh, he and I started being friends in uh, 2018 and he's grown his Instagram following from zero to a hundred thousand. Right. And I see what he's doing. I'm like, and it, how he's using it in business, how he's using it to help people. And, and, and I'm like, wow, that's awesome how he's doing that. But so I feel like, okay, I've got to make some changes to grow in that area. And he said the other day, he said, man, I, I want to make some changes. And so he's, he's making some changes. He said, I don't want to get left behind in this area. And it's like, you find people that you compete with who can edge you along. Absolutely, man. A competition. A lot of people think competition is bad. I don't agree with that. I love think, competition. I, I lo I, yeah. You know, you talk to anyone who's successful, they're ultra competitive. They want to win. Right. And, and I always tell people, what's wrong with winning? Right. People are like, oh, you're so competitive. I'm like, yeah. Why, why is that a bad word? I want to win. Like, you know, I want to I win in life. I want to win financially. Like, you say it like it's a bad word. I, I, I don't agree with that. Like, I want to be the best person I could be every day. And every day I get up, I want to be that person. Right. And you know what? I'm, I am humble enough to, to sit there and go, you know what? Maybe I don't have it right. Like, I mean, I, I'm the best student. As you know, I'm coached and mentored by, by people. I, I invest in myself. And I'm the first person to go, you know what? Maybe I don't have it right. What if that person has a better model than I have? Well, you, again, I've watched over the last year, you've grown, you've, you've let things go, you've pushed things yeah. away and you've said, I'm going to close those chapters. I'm going to move past that. And you're very decisive about it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, uh, I'm a big believer that if you, if you, you know, one thing I've learned in business and in life is that man, when you, when you pick a lane, you pick that lane and you go like, yep. I don't, I do not look back. I don't hesitate once I, I will think through. And I think this is something that makes people successful. I mean, as an airline pilot, when we make a decision in an emergency, mm -hmm. that's the decision. Right, wrong, or indifferent, we're living with that decision. Right. You know, when we have an, you know, and I tell people all the time, like, and no offense to any business owner, but, you know, if, if you have a, a, a contractor that doesn't pay you, and let's say they owe you, you know, a, a lot of money, and you call that an emergency. Okay, by your definition, maybe that's an emergency. Right. As an airline pilot... Having an engine catch on fire at 40,000 feet over the Pacific Ocean with 380 people on board? That's an emergency. I'm going to say that's a little bit more of an I'm not trying to I'm not trying to say other people's challenges are not emergencies, but we don't get smoke breaks. We don't get to vent. We don't get to have a 10-minute break or a cry session. We have to deal with the situation right. and fly the aircraft. 
And so, you know, when I work with people and I explain to them and you know, you know, from, from us working together, it's like, you've got to deal with the situation. Yep. You don't get the option or the opportunity to go, you know what? I'm going to take 10 minutes. I'm going to go sit in the back of the aircraft. I'm going to think this through and then I'll come up and I'll deal with the engine on fire. Nope. Right it's not now. not an option. You got to deal you with it. You have right to now. deal with it. And that's how business should be. And think about how many business owners who will deal with it right then, but they'll scream and cuss and yell and kick and throw. And, 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 you know, I remember you specifically talking about, um, when the, um, I'm blanking on his name right now, but when he uh, took off and hit the birds, uh, in Sully. New York, yeah, Sully. And, uh, they go back on the recording and he's like totally calm. Yep. And one of the reporters was like, how, you know, that, or, or maybe there's the judge was like, well, how can you be so calm? It's like, well, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. That's your training. Well, it, yeah. And you know, the, the one down the Hudson, well, you know, one of the challenges that, that a lot of business owners have is, you know, and you look at a lot of business owners and I work with many, um, is that if they have an emergency or let's say their revenues cut in half or they have a disaster, they huff and they puff and they scream and they, you know, heads are going to roll. I'm going to fire people. Well, we don't handle emergencies that way. If, if airlines and airline pilots handled emergencies the way business owners did, there would be a lot more dead people in the side of a mountain or something. Yep. Because that's not how we're trained. Right. So if, if someone could take the knowledge we have, and one of the things is, is yes, we know there is a likely chance that we will have an engine fail or catch on fire or anything like slowly happen. We don't hope and pray that it never happens. We train for it. We're ready for it. If it happens, it's muscle memory. Right. It's not like, oh my God, this actually happened. What right. do I do now? Right. So I talk to business owners. I'm like, do you deal with your own engine fire in your business? Do you train for it? Are you prepped for it? Because if not, how are you going to handle it when it happens? Because it's right. not if, it's when. Right. And it's even, we had a conversation where, uh, again, it was a couple weeks ago, and you said, hmm, sounds like you have a sales problem. If you fix the sales problem, all the other problems go away, right? I said, yep. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and look, and, and, I, I... But it was that clarity. So I just I just want to say it's, it's that clarity because you... There were... Again, we had a we had an early conversation. Shit, two weeks ago you were you were in uh, um, Hawaii. Yeah, Honolulu. Yeah, Hawaii. Four a.m. Four a.m. It was like three a.m. or something. It's yeah. nine a.m. my time. Yeah. Three a.m. your time. And and uh, you cut on uh, the the camera, and I I see that it's black outside. And I did a quick Google, and I said, I didn't even ask you. I said, all right, we're going. But you prove every time you always show up. If you say you're going to be on the phone, you're there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I and I've I've had meetings at two a.m. in Tokyo, Japan, and yep. what, people are like, "Oh my god, it's late." I'm like, "No, that's that's I, when we set the time." It's that's what I do. Like that's I agreed to it. That's yep. my responsibility. I will show up. And yep. so you know, I think a lot of times, you know, as a leader, as a business owner, people watch what you do. They watch what you say. They watch your actions. Whether, you know, what, look, whether you're a manager, mid-manager, what, what leader, whatever it is, your kids, anything, they're watching you. Yes. And just, if you think that they're not paying attention to the things you say, you know, showing up late, being disrespectful, you are sadly mistaken, you know? And, and I think that some people think like, oh, well, I say it, do as I say, not as, not I, as do. I do. Right. I, I don't agree with that. Timon, you look like you're ready to ask something. No, no, oh, I'm, okay. I'm listening. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm intrigued, man. you you're getting pretty deep on on topics, and I'm just I'm all ears. Well, right now. you know, I th I think the biggest challenge, you know, again is just like at this mastermind, a lot of people ask, you know, what what, what am I going to walk out with? I'm like, I don't know, mm -hmm. I, I don't know, like I don't know what your challenge is, but I do know 
like if I were to say, if someone were to say, what is the success from, the, from an event like this or any kind of event, doesn't mean my event or anything. I think most people think, what do I have to do when I leave here? Mm. You're thinking about it wrong. It's who do I have to become? Because you have to become a different person because the person you are, you're at your level. This is who you are. It's not doing more work. The hardest worker in the room is not the most successful. Right. It's the one who understands leverage. They understand people. They understand relationships. So my goal for people is like you, like you haven't grown a third arm since we've met, right? You are the same Casey that we met right. a year ago. Right. But mentally, you have become a different person. And I think it's so important for people to realize that if you want to be successful, it's not working harder. It's becoming that new person to build that business. Because when you see other people, look, we all have 24 hours a day, which is 86,400 seconds. Mm -hmm. That's all we have. We don't get those tomorrow. They're gone. Right. right. The question is, is why are you using yours different than mine, different than Timon? We all use them differently. Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, if January 1, I gave everyone in the room tomorrow $100,000, which I'm not doing for the record because we're being <laughs> recorded. But if I gave everyone $100,000 and I gave them a book on financial literacy, one year later, would everyone have the same amount in their bank account? No. No. no Why? Chance. We have because the same amount of money in financial literacy, but they think differently. Right. right. It's a different mindset. It's a different... And and again, I want to go back to October because that was the boot camp, the mastermind boot camp. That was a big accomplishment for you. That yeah. was a big achievement for you. Yeah. The person who were you are were then and the person you are now, you, are, you chose... To, to have a different goal. Yeah. You chose to show up as a different person. The reality though is like, I'm, I'm seeing this from my perspective watching you. You were that same person then. You just made different choices. Exactly. You set different expectations. You, and even like the team is similar. It's not like you, it's not like you. Same players. Burn the house to the ground and no. build a new house. No, you said, you know what? And, and you know what yeah. I would say though, real quick though, the one thing I'll say, and you do this, and I, and I know you do this, uh, and I do this as well, is I take action. Yes. I show up. Yes. And that's that's one of the biggest challenges is, number one, I would say the first thing is, is I take responsibility for my actions. Mm -hmm. I don't blame. You know, let's say I did an event and it sucked or I coached someone and they they, they, they say, Steve, you're, you're horrible. Okay, I got to take responsibility for that. Yep. I got to be better. Um, I don't blame. I don't have excuses. I'm not in denial. I go, you know what? If I suck, tell me how to be better. But I show up and I take action. Yep. And you do the same thing. Like when I tell you, Casey, do this, this, and this, you're like, okay. Like, you know, you don't, you know, there's other people that you talk to that mm -hmm. I, I talk to, you know, I've been coaching for quite a while. Uh, and there's people that I speak with that are just, they, they give me all the reasons in the world. And I sit there, I'm like, are you done? Like, I don't give a <laughs> shit about your problems. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah. I don't care why you're failing. I'm giving you solutions. You can either choose to take action do you want me to just say it's okay? Like, do you, is that is that is that what you want? I That's can say that. Right. But you told me last fall when I was doing seventy five hard. Yeah. And, and you and you asked me like, are you going to finish this? And I and I and I started into an excuse, and you said, look, if you don't get through this, then you've quit. Yeah. There's there's Call no other is. there's no other option. Yeah. And there were three distinct times that, like, I almost failed, and I said, no, if 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 I don't make it through this next last phase then i i will have quit and yeah. i would have quit on myself and i couldn't face that yeah um i appreciate you so much and 
I am so happy to be here with you. Yeah, man. Sharing I'm, this moment with thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys showing up and being here. Um, and um, yeah, thanks for bringing me, Casey. I am excited to do a recap after and share about what I've learned. And T and I are going to talk about a lot. So, yeah, no, it's great. I appreciate you guys being here and, and being able to meet everyone and, and, you know, enjoy the knowledge and the experience. You know, this is 20 years for me of being who I am. And yep. if I can help people be better and just think again, it's that one thing. What if? Yep. What if Steve's right? What if I could do this? That's the question. Right? That, that's what it boils down to to me. And, you know, I'm sure you're probably, I could see your wheels turning in your head yeah, right now just sure. from this conversation. Absolutely. Wait for the next three days, you yeah. know, and it's going to be the, you know what? What if? What if I'm not thinking big enough for my life personally, financially, physically? What if I could do better? And that, that's, the, that's what I want everyone to walk out with asking themselves, what if? And if I can do that, then my goal is accomplished. Awesome. It's happening. Yep, it's well, happening, brother. We're going to put some on top, Casey, before I close out. No, nope, all you. All right, look, man, thank you guys for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Fabling Built Podcast. Steve, thanks again for joining us. My pleasure, man. Casey. T. We Good out. to see you. <laughs> Peace. Bye. See you guys. This has been another episode of the Fabling Built Podcast. Stay up to date with all things Fabling Built by following us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribing to our YouTube channel. Audio versions of the podcast are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and all other podcast streaming platforms. Be sure to like and comment your thoughts on today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. See you in the next one.